Welcome to another episode of Raw and Uncut New York Sports Talk. We're going to be recapping the Mets four-game series against the Washington Nationals. It wrapped up today, Thursday afternoon. Um, I'll tell you what, man. These past two games, uh, I hope the Mets use as some kind of momentum going forward. Because if you remember last... Uh, series against the Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins, whatever the fuck you want to call them. We won the last two games of that series, right? We won the series two out of three, and it kind of felt like we were going to, you know, get a little bit of momentum, right? We're playing a little better, bullpens coming around, yada yada. But then we run into Monday night, the first game against the Washington Nationals, and uh, Steven Matz decides to bring his F game. Um, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. I used to think it was all between the ears with him, but now uh, just watching him pitch, his pitches are flat, no movement. He's throwing junk up there. The guy is completely doesn't look comfortable pitching. He doesn't look like he wants to pitch. I think he wants to opt out because his body language is pretty disgusting to me at this point. He put up a complete shit show. Um, he gave up eight earned runs, three more home runs. He's got to lead the league in home runs given up because, I mean, he's given up a home run every freaking game, I think. Um, just very, very poor pitching by Steven Matz. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. We're, we're short arms in, in the rotation, so I think we have no choice but to pitch Matz going forward. But man, oh man. Um, I, I don't know what's what's wrong with that guy. He's uh, he's really. I mean, it's it's really bad with him. I hope he can get it together. Uh, so Monday Monday night for game one against the Nationals was was a complete disaster. The Nats were hitting everything. The bullpen even gave up runs. Uh, on top of that, Scherzer was on the mound for the Nationals. Uh, he went six in and struck out seven. So. It was just a bad game all around. And then game two, uh, we only give up two runs, but the Mets only score one run. So, you know, they continue to uh, have these games where they're just not hitting, leaving men in scoring position. And that's really been the moral of the story for the Mets this season, right? It, it looked like it looked like the, the, uh, the bullpen was going to... Uh, really take the blame for how the Mets season started but they have somehow turned this thing around especially in the month of August their ERA is like 3.4 or something like that for the relievers in August really really good uh, bullpen play here the last uh, I mean this whole month really if, if, you, if, you, if you look at things but you know so game 2 Porcello turns in a, a pretty decent outing but the bats failed to, um, you know, to score runs. So now we're down two nothing in the series, and then in game three, uh, Robert Gesellman comes back. He's activated, and he gets to start. Uh, I guess he's going to be stretched out for a place in the rotation. I'm guessing uh, Waka comes back. Mats maybe gets moved to the bullpen. Maybe that, you know, that'll do him good. I don't know. Uh, but Gesellman. Um, gave up a three-run home run in uh, in the very first inning to Juan Soto, 
who by the way, memo to the Mets, don't pitch to that guy. Uh, he absolutely killed us uh, in this series. But uh, after that, Gasselman looked, looked pretty good, you know what I'm saying? He only needed 13 pitches to get out of the uh, second inning, threw a lot of sinkers, and uh, his stuff didn't look terrible. It, it, his pitches looked more lively than um, Steven Matz did on Monday. So uh, going forward, I think we'll see Gasselman... You know, maybe the next star he gets stretched to four innings and then six and so on. So let's hope he can put together some consistent outings. That's all I'm looking for is just be consistent. Um, and the bats, the bats came to came to hit in game three. What really impressed me were the four, five, and six hitters: um, Conforto, Alonzo, Dominic, Smith. In game three, they combined to go seven for 11, eight runs, eight RBIs. Um, you know, once again, the middle of the lineup was, uh, you know, really productive. And, um, you know, things can get contagious, especially for, the, for any offense that's been struggling. You need one or two games to really kickstart things and for, and for the hit into, you know, to go around the whole lineup to start. Um... And that's exactly what happened. Luis Rojas put out uh, pretty much the same lineup on uh, today, Thursday afternoon. He put out the same lineup with the exception of uh, Wilson Ramos being benched for Thomas Nito. And um, I'll tell you what, that proved... I mean, Ramos needed a day off. Besides needing a day off, he has been horrendous. I think his batting average is like 190. He's just not hitting with runners on. Uh, really, he's just playing really poor. Look, with runners on, he's 4 for 27. He's got one home run, four RBIs, six strikeouts, no walks. His slash line with runners on, 148, 148, 259. Huge disappointment. Tomas Nito did not disappoint today. Uh, he hit two home runs, including a grand slam. Um, and he's gotten a hit in all five games that he's played this season. So what I would really like to see is, um, you know, maybe maybe them uh, split some time uh, between Ramos and Nito because Wilson Ramos is just not cutting it right now. And the last thing that this offense needs is a rally killer. Like, every time this guy comes up and there's runners on, I, I mean, I just explained to you the numbers. Um, it's just the results haven't been good. So that's that's something that we have to avoid. And look, we're getting <clears throat> into a point of uh, this season that time is ticking, and we need to put our more put, uh, productive players out on the field right now. Um, if you're not producing, then really there's... This roster of the Mets is pretty deep, I'd say, okay? They're not all superstars. They're not all great players. But I think they all somehow have a spot in this lineup. And they're all interchangeable. Like, we have players that can play multiple positions. We got players that um, can, you know, bat anywhere in the lineup. And, you know, if, 
if you're not producing, if you're not being productive, if you're not making game-changing plays, um, then I don't, I, you know, then I think you're forced to be sick. Like, there's no time to waste. And um, and I think that's what's happening right now with uh, with our infield. Like, I don't want to say there's a dilemma, but there kind of is. Like, Ahmed Rosario has not played very well, okay? And he got hurt a little bit, and now he's got the stomach flu or a bug or whatever. And, and you know, Cano was on the 10-day DL he looks like he's going to get activated on uh, on Friday. So in comes Jimenez and Guillorme have gotten the starts lately. And I mean, they've been productive. Like they have played great middle infield. Second base and shortstop. The double plays are there. There's hardly any errors. I mean, there has not been many errors if any that i can that i can remember so you know now the mets have to really well luis rojas has to i mean he's got a decision to make you know you got four guys you got four middle infielders and you can only play three you know and say what you want about luis rojas but he's got a hard job okay any manager in baseball has a hard job. Luis Rojas has a really hard job. Okay, there's only 60 games, a short spring training, and you got all these players, okay, that play uh, a lot of different positions, but they all play kind of like the same positions. You know what I mean? So he's got a decision to make between Cano, Rosario, Jimenez, and Guillorme. Now, I'll say this. Jimenez has been a game changer. He affects the game in a positive way, but he affects the game, okay? Between his speed, his glove, um, his bat hasn't been all that bad. He's a game changer, and I think you need to keep him in the lineup right now. Uh, Rosario, I hate to... I'm not going to give up on that guy. I think he's got a lot to offer. Um, maybe this little bit of rest helps. Um, but I'm not giving up on him. And Cano, as much shit as I've given Cano in the past, before he went down, I think he played in like 11 games, um, he was our best hitter. I mean, his stats with runners on position, okay, with runners on uh, on base, uh, he was 5 for 12, a double, 6 RBIs, 3 walks, slashing 417, 500, and 500. So, he was our best hitter before he went down. After he goes down, our offense is not so good. We're not hitting with runners on. So, I mean, it's it's fair to say that he's been our missing piece. So you have to play Robinson Cano. Um, and I think Guillaume doesn't impact the game as much as Jimenez. Um, and that's why I would move Guillaume back to the bench He's, look, he's played very good for us, and um, that's all we can ask for. But he belongs on the bench on this team. I think you have to play Rosario, Jimenez, and Cano. Like, you can you can DH Cano, put Jimenez at second, Rosario at shortstop, 
you can, uh, I mean, what I would do is I would put Rosario at DH, Cano at second, and Jimenez at shortstop. And, you know, but you, you got to keep Rosario on a short leash because if, if he continues to not produce at the plate, then uh, it's kind of like having Wilson Ramos, right? Just killing rallies. So, but you can't give up on Rosario. I think he's... I think he's good. I think he's got a lot to offer. And, uh, you know, there's some upside to the kid. He's still a kid. He's still learning. But, you know, he's he doesn't have much time because now you got Jimenez, you know, kind of breathing down your neck. So, again, time is ticking. Luis Rojas, I think, has a very difficult decision to make. Um, and that's why judging him for this season um, is a little bit unfair. But, um, you know, you, it's still fair to critique, but I think we have to, you know, uh, be, be fair when we're doing it. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but like I said before, the Mets are in a, um, in a good position. I think they have a very flexible uh, roster that you can move some pieces around. And let me tell you, Luis Rojas will get all the credit in the world if he makes the right moves and they pay off during the games. If they don't, if they backfire, everybody's going to shit on him. But, you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard job. It's not easy. Um, and like I said, today, game four, um, you know, Tom uh, Nito with a two-run shot and then hits a grand slam. McNeil made a uh, run-saving play in left field but unfortunately he got hurt hopefully he's going to be okay they said the x-rays are negative so that's definitely a good thing um and look i'm gonna keep saying it this kid peterson is uh <laughs> he got into trouble early they loaded the nationals loaded up the bases and we're only able to get one run um the the one thing that sticks out with me about peterson is the guy does not break uh, Luis Rojas mentioned poise a long time ago with uh, David Peterson, and he definitely shows it. I mean, the guy gets in gets in jams, and he's able to get out of it. I mean, he really he really looks uh, calm out there. He looks like he feels in control of every pitch. A lot of confidence. Uh, body language is real good. He doesn't look like he gets down on himself. That is so big because uh, the rest of the team sees that. You know what I mean? So it's really important for, especially him being so young, to um, you know get off to this really good start. I think he's what, like two and one on the season. So real, real positive things I'm seeing out of David Peterson. Um, so you know we have uh, we have three against the Phillies we have four against the Marlins and we have three against the Yankees coming up uh look man I'm gonna keep it roaring uncut with you I think the Mets I'm, I'm not counting out the Mets um I, I didn't count them out last week I'm not counting them out after this week uh the Phillies are struggling okay the team can put up runs they have a good one-two punch, but they got bullpen problems. Kind of like how the Mets had bullpen problems. They got them real bad. 
I don't think their bullpen, the Phillies, is good enough to turn it around how the Mets have. Okay, so they're going to rely heavy on uh, scoring runs and Nola and Zach Wheeler and whoever's going to step up as their number three starter. Okay, so I believe we can take two out of three from the Phillies. We got four against the Marlins. The Marlins are going to cool off. I don't. I think they're playing a little way over their head. They've gotten lucky. So I think they'll cool off. And, and then we play the Yankees, who I hope we can cool them off or they come in cooled off by the time we play them. So, you know, things are not looking terrible for the Mets. And on top of that, the Braves are fighting injuries and strikeouts right now. They have no Soroka. They lost him for the season. Ozzy Albies is hurt. Acuna is hurt. That lineup strikes out a ton. Uh, the Nationals, they have some pitching issues. I don't think Scherzer is all that healthy. Uh, Strasburg... Uh, I believe he makes uh, only his second start against whoever they play next. That lineup, I mean, besides Soto, who really scares you in that lineup? You know, they got some decent hitters, but nobody scares you, right? And the bullpen, their bullpen is shaky too. So, sometimes, besides playing well, you need a little bit of luck on your side. The way things are breaking, as I see them going forward, I see the Mets really turning this thing around. Uh, that is not the fan in me. I think it's, you know, I, you know, if we've been watching these games, this lineup is deep. The pitching's been there. Um, it just hasn't been put together. So it absolutely can be put together. Um, I mean, Dom Smith, the last two games, just to, I'm going to rattle off some, some players, here because I think they deserve a little bit of shine. Dom Smith, his last two games, four for nine, four runs, two home runs, four RBIs, Conforto, you know, besides Robinson Cano being our best hitter before he uh, went down, it's been Conforto. He's been holding it down um, for the whole season. He's, uh, this series, he went seven for 14, scored four runs, three RBIs. Brandon Nimmo, this series, uh, he had two home runs, a fantastic catch uh, in center field in game three against the Nationals. Edwin Diaz in the month of August, six games, five innings pitched, okay? Ten strikeouts, one walk. Batters are hitting 176 against Edwin Diaz, .80 whip, and a zero ERA. I mean, he really has turned it around I think he's embracing this uh, role of pitching more often. I think he's been pitching every two days in the month of August. So that's kind of what he said he want, he, he preferred. So, uh, you know, Jared Hughes, he's been pitching great. I think he, I don't think he's given up a, a run either so far uh, in August. The whole uh, bullpen is really impressing me and the way they turned it around uh, I think we have to be really proud of um, of this bullpen so you know that's pretty much it for this uh, recap of the series against the Washington Nationals hey check this out Michael Conforto with runners on 13 for 38 two doubles three home runs 11 RBIs four walks He's slashing 342, 405, and 632. I mean, how big has, my, has Michael Conforto been 
That guy's been really big. Let's not forget, he's coming off a 30-plus home run season from last, uh, in 2019. Um, and I didn't even mention Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is playing a lot better at the plate. His fielding sometimes um, is, scares me a little bit. But at the plate, he, he's looking more comfortable. He's not chasing as much. Now, the guy that's running into a slump is J.D. Davis. I think his last... Uh, not including his last at-bat today, but he's like his last eight at-bats, he's 0 for 8 with five strikeouts. So he might be in a little bit of a slump. Hopefully, uh, you know, the rest of the lineup continues to hit and, you know, the pitchers give him, uh, you know, give him some, some nice pitches that he can, uh, he can feast on to break out of this little mini slump. It shouldn't last too long. Uh, he's been really good at third base, playing his natural position. He looks really good, strong arm, looks a lot better than McNeil did at third base. So I'm really, um, you know, I'm excited to see J.D. Davis stay at third and continue to make those plays. I'm not even gonna talk about Jimenez because I've been on Jimenez for a long time. Whatever he does, his glove work does not surprise me anymore at this point. It, it's totally routine for me. I feel like it's completely routine. Um, there's a lot to like about that kid. I've been saying it for a while. I'm going to continue to say it. I'm glad he's getting playing time and he's making the most of it. His glove work is the real deal. His reaction time, his speed is... Anytime Jimenez gets a single you might as well award him a double because he's going to end up at, on second base. He's got five stolen bases already, tied for the Major League lead. We must protect Andres Jimenez. Um, that's it for this recap, folks. Make sure you um, subscribe, like, follow on Twitter, Raw and Uncut New York Talk. Into the next one, keep it raw and uncut.